You are now listening to The Big Data Beard. Hi, everybody. This is Corey Minton from The Big Data Beard, and I am joined by two Davids, but we're going to go Dave and David. Big Data Dave is here. <laughs> Big Data Dave. Tell us a little bit about what you do for a living, my friend. Yeah, so what I do is work for Sensorik. Mm-hmm. I've been there 10 years, and I lead their global uh, technology alliance and business development team. And, um, you know, I work very closely with our big data partners and particularly Splunk and helping to um, take the products to market, you know, the sales plays and uh, and work with the Splunk sales teams. Very good. Developing new opportunities. Awesome. David, how about you? What do you do for the team at SyncSort? I'm the chief product officer, which means at SyncSort I have uh, a responsibility for the strategy for the company across all the product lines. Uh, product management report to me, and then all of the customer-facing technical people. So I have customer support, professional services, and the sales engineers. Very cool. Now, for those folks who maybe listen to the show but don't know much about SyncSort, one of you give me a little bit of a background on kind of what SyncSort is and kind of where it came from as a technology company. Mm. We have quite a big portfolio now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're essentially a data management company. Uh, we started out we're one of the oldest software companies in the world. Mm-hmm. We're 51 years old. Wow, that is old software land. Yeah. Uh, we started out on the mainframe, and, and the name of the company, SyncSort, that was our first product. Okay. It did sorting on the mainframe. We sort of expanded from there, so we're now, mainframe is about, I don't know, about 20% of our revenue now. We're much, you know, go across platforms, many different products. Uh, and, of course, the Splunk product range is, is one of our fastest growing ranges of the really? moment. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Now, Help me understand when somebody thinks about data management, what are some of the big challenges that you're tackling when it, when you talk about iSeries and mainframe today? What, mm. are, what are some of the big challenges to data management in that world that's clearly involved in pretty yeah. mature market? Yeah. What are the challenges that you guys are uniquely solving? We, we really, uh, we, we encapsulated our, our strategy for, for a while in the term big eye into big data. Okay. And we our specialty uh, and the the market niche that, that enables us really to compete with bigger companies like Informatica mm-hmm. uh, is that. We are specialists in moving data from the legacy platforms like Mainframe and the the power systems, IBMI, to all of the next generation platforms, whether that's Hadoop, uh, EMR, Snowflake for application data, or Splunk and ServiceNow as as examples of uh, log data or machine data. Yeah, absolutely. so mainframes, you know, clearly we've seen some technology waves in the way we consume computational horsepower in the platforms. Mainframe's not dead, though. Like, it's, it's, well, it's still... your core. Like, if you think of, like, a bank, like, if you book, you know, a reservation with an airline, that mm-hmm. transaction's happening on a mainframe. Yeah. If you walk into any major retailer, often that transaction, that point-of-sale system transaction actually points back to the mainframe. Mm-hmm. Uh, insurance, right? Claims, policy data. Um, when you When you file a claim. That's that trend. That's transacted on a mainframe. So, you know, interestingly, our mainframe business, the software business, has actually been growing. Yeah, it's really over, yeah, yeah. Year over year. It's crazy. Yeah. You think it, that would be it is crazy. shrinking, but yeah. yeah, it's actually now companies are looking to you know migrate applications off the mainframe, and they'll continue to do that. But I think as a as a kind of a core transaction system, that's not going away anytime soon. Absolutely. And and typically those those companies that are moving off are sort of uh, eight years into a five year project. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. And a lot of that old technology, the older technology, but it exists because it it did solve some problems exceptionally well. Right. I mean, mainframes. As you said, mission critical stuff, incredibly important. But the world we live in today is is not one system. It's not two systems. It's many. Exactly. It's this multi yes. poly cloud world, and that's really our niche. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So why is why is Splunk sort of an interesting platform for you all as you think about you know going from big iron to big data? What's the what's the integration point there between Splunk and Sixort? 
Well, Splunk actually came to us. Really? That, that okay. was that was initiation of it. Uh, That's going to feel good. They, they, yeah, that feels really good. <laughs> they, they it was about 2014 uh, towards the end, and they, they had about 10 customers who were using Splunk uh, for various use cases and had mainframes, and they wanted to get the mainframe data in, and there's no Splunk forwarder to go to the mainframe to go from the mainframe. So they came to us because of our strength on the mainframe. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the genesis of the product. We, you know, we built it for those initial customers, and it's expanded ever since. Uh, you know, it's 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 just not an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, the data is weird. It has it has to be translated to from EBCDIC into ASCII, and then put into a you know the JSON format so it can be easily ingested. Mm -hmm. But the sources are, are sort of a mystery to everybody. What it means are a mystery to everybody. Uh, and then, of course, one of the specifications was nobody who wants to, nobody who has a mainframe wants to increase the mainframe workload. No. So you had to get gobs of data. I mean, compared to the distributed systems, mm -hmm. the mainframe issues a ton of log data. Really? Okay. People who use it, they might have as much data coming from their mainframe as they're collecting from the rest of their. Really? Their so the, the actual it's monitoring a lot data. Of data. So nobody, they want the data, but they do not want to incur a big. Uh, a big expense on the mainframe to do so. Absolutely. So sophisticated techniques yeah. of engineering to uh, to do that in in a way that's efficient, real time. Mm -hmm. It has to be real time, but very very low in cost to uh, to the mainframe user. Yeah, and then that core that leads into the kind of core use cases right around Splunk, and that's IT ops and security. Mm -hmm. Right. So you think of on the one side, you know, the mainframe is no downtime, you know, highly efficient system, but it's very expensive, right? And the and the cost is driven by processing power, right? And if you can kind of manage that processing effectively and kind of flatten it out over a 24 hour period, you can actually bring your bill down. So we have customers that have leveraged IronStream to pump operational log data into Splunk to then monitor their mainframe usage to drive down their costs. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So yeah. those are often the first use cases. And then security obviously is huge, right? Absolutely. Now, you know, mainframes have applications that that you know do kind of security like applications but getting if you want to do it on an enterprise level yeah it needs to be Splunk, a source right? exactly mm -hmm. so you need to you need to have a way to get the log data related to security into into Splunk and that's where we come in yeah, so you one of the Splunk themes I like is the democratization of data absolutely and and that's really true on the mainframe typically in a in a mainframe shop there's a lot of lines of line of business users who want to see more of what's what's going on in the service they're paying for, and the mainframe guys don't want to add any more users accessing the mainframe. Yeah. So Splunk is just a great way of solving that problem. We can get the data off the mainframe into Splunk, and then who cares how many people can who look at it and and, and query it and yeah. visualize it. So that, it's it, it really is a that's a great use case. I like the use case. So the so the logs clearly a mission critical system. Keeping it up and running, you said, yeah. it's clearly very important. Security is very important. Is I'm curious, are there other types of data outside of just the op logs that you're that you're looking at in terms of the mainframe? Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, the biggest source of data is is SMF data, or systems yeah. management facility. Okay, and that's that's all about the applications, the transactions. Then there's RMF data, which is resource management facility. That's all about the hardware, the physical resources. But then there's syslog data. There's Unix log data. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's, there's, we can really get any there's sort of, that comes any off sort of DB2, data. right? DB2, yeah. Typically, when you're doing these transactions, it's getting populated into like DB2, vSAM, yeah. IMS. So there's, you know, there's logs spun off of every time that transaction happens yeah. and all that. Gets and then we have an application API. A lot of our users are using that. So they might have just some, some bespoke 
data that they would like to collect that's only meaningful to their system that they've implemented, but they'd like to correlate that with the standard system data they're collecting. They can call our API and write whatever they want to it, and we'll put it into Splunk for them. Very cool. So the name of the product that actually integrates with Splunk is Iron Strain. Iron Strain, right? exactly. Okay. Yeah. Now, does somebody consume that from, like, is it in Splunk base or is it something that they acquire from SyncSort directly? What's the what's the consumption model for how somebody gets IronStream? Yeah, so they, they license it directly from us. Okay. Um, we, initially, we used to sell like a lot of perpetual, but just like Splunk, mm -hmm. Gonda subscription. Okay. Uh, so they can license on subscription model. Um, typical pricing is done around data volumes, mm -hmm. but also we have this concept of LPARs. So if, whether it's a mainframe or a IBMI, you yeah, know, segment into LPARs. So, so, license based so for the that. kids that don't yeah. know what LPARs are, it's like a partition. It's like a partition. That's so yeah. funny. It's, it's actually, I heard, I heard it's the old, old terms, but have modern <laughs> it, meanings. Well, it's funny yeah. how those things yeah. kind of come back around. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. when, when VMware was first starting out, like, the client server people didn't get it, but if you talk to a mainframe guy, yeah, mainframe folks totally got, got it. it. They're like, "This is a duh that we did this yeah. before called LPARs." Exactly, and that, I mean, you just hit on some Corey. That that's that's what we're all about is to help because your your typical Splunk, you know, operators not you know they almost feel uncomfortable having to go have that conversation with the mainframe folks. Absolutely, mm -hmm. right. So think of us as like that translator. You know, we're in yeah. the middle, bringing that data across, translating it into kind of you know something that Splunk can consume. Yeah. Um, you know, our product has a um, it ships with a data model okay. that allows you to uh, to populate that. So we just make it easy. We have some pre-built dashboards that kind of get customers started. Now, is this and, product, is IronStream integrated at all with some of the premium products from Splunk? Like yeah. enterprise oh, security? Yeah. Yep. Or yep. Yeah, so we'll we'll put the raw data in, mm -hmm. and, we, and we simplify it with this data model mm -hmm. that, uh, that Dave just mentioned. But we'll also actually also integrate directly into the data model for ITSI and oh really okay and, and uh, enterprise security yeah very cool well that's yeah. got to be compelling for Splunk customers because it, it's yeah. in their language right they exactly. it's a platform they understand really, for the use case really good so where does somebody if they want to learn more about IronStream what's the best place to uh, to learn more and to, to ask questions about how to yeah, get it so, get it up and running yep yeah syncsort.com of course mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you can if you Google you know IronStream yeah syncsort it's going to pop up. Okay. Um, and then uh, myself, you know, again, I, I lead uh, business development. So, uh, you know, I could certainly have those conversations and then, you know, introducing them into our, our sales organization, our sales team. Um, and we work very closely with the with the Splunk sales organization and well as well. So often they can kind of come either through, you know, through their Splunk account executive. Mm -hmm. They'll typically say, hey, talk to SyncSort. Yeah. As they're doing their like data source assessment, they figure out, oh, there's a bunch of mainframe here. Exactly. Call the SyncSort guy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Very yeah. cool. People can actually download a free version of IronStream. Yep. Oh, really? It's okay. full function version, but mm -hmm. it's limited to syslog as a data source. Okay. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people, we've got about 100 people who just use the free version. Really? And, okay. and they haven't they haven't expanded their use case yet. You can do a lot with the syslog data. Yeah, so wow. that's a great way, great way to learn, you know, what IronStream is and uh, you know, and get started. So SyncSort seems, what you're doing with IronStream seems really interesting. I'm curious if customers are, are are in particular markets or kind of in segments of the markets, what are the ones that are most interesting? Like where are you seeing the most adoption of the SyncSort IronStream? Yeah, well, I'd say that like initially when we first came out with the product five years ago, it was financial services. Mm -hmm. I mean, Splunk, you know, we work, Splunk came to us and basically said, hey, SyncSort, you guys know mainframes. Yeah. We don't, ha you know, we're, we're out here talking about having, you know, visibility to your enterprise and yet here's this big chunk of a, of a you know of a bank or financial service company that's a black black hole like mm -hmm. this it's called their mainframe yep um so that market really wasn't our a lot of our initial customers were in that space um more recently we're starting to see like you know telecom 
retailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, federal's really starting to take off for us okay. across you know, various agencies. The governments have a lot of, I'm guessing, IBM well, yeah, mainframes yeah, run exactly a lot of main, government they services. They all have mainframes. Yeah. Um, and IBMI has really expanded yeah, that, into into retail and and uh, you know sort of the the step down enterprise that's mm-hmm. slightly smaller. Enterprise. Yeah, like Cox Automotive. Yeah. speaking spoke today at Splunk.com. They did oh, a session right. on leveraging huge IBMI yeah, users. Yeah, they have like I don't know over a hundred you know IBMI servers. Wow, use Iron all connected to Splunk using IronStream. Oh, very cool. No, that's a that's a great use case. And yeah. with Splunk Cloud, I'm guessing you can deploy this in Splunk Cloud as well. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's a great market for us because we uh, we recently, uh, a couple of years ago, bought Vision Solutions, which operates uh, in the IBMI world exclusively for backup, high availability. Okay. And so that brought us about 7,000 customers who use the high availability product. Mm-hmm. So now what we're doing is obviously cross-selling into that base with the IronStream for Absolutely. IBMI product. Yeah, and a lot of our partnering with with the Splunk sales team is is us showing up with our list of main, you know main you know hundreds of mainframe customers, thousands of IBMI customers, and then mapping that to their you know their Splunk mm. user base and saying Very let's go cool. have a conversation. Yeah. You know? Well, it's just added value, right? This is just right. bringing another right. layer of value yeah. to the Splunk user. That's, Absolutely. And as you said, sometimes those Splunk users aren't the same kind of people as the mainframe no, people. Yeah. So yeah. it's great yeah. to them that you can yeah. you can be that connection point. And, and the truth is that nobody nobody's going to buy Splunk to manage IBMI or mainframe. Yeah. They don't start there. No. They've already got Splunk. Absolutely. And they're reaching a maturity point in their use of Splunk where they say, you know, oh, I want to expand that use case to IBMI or, or to ZOS and mainframe, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever they're doing. And and so it's a nice expansion sale for Splunk and a, and a great new sale for us. Yeah, and sometimes it's a fire drill. Sometimes they have some compliance issue yeah. That, yeah. that they have to respond mm-hmm. to. They need to show that data in their Splunk dashboards and, you know, Kind of force them to very cool yeah well it's, it's fun to, to walk around the, the yeah. expo hall see all the connections but man that is one that is absolutely bridging yeah kind of first wave of inter- enterprise yeah. computing yeah. to what it's i think exciting. is next wave that is it's, very cool it's to really hear. cool it that's is a cool. fun place to operate in well guys yeah. thanks so much for joining us on the big data beard podcast we've learned a lot from our guests about big data but now it's time to get a bit personal in a segment we like to call rapid fire pew pew What's the last great book you read that you'd recommend to our listeners? Oh, I am reading a great book at the moment. It is about the life of an English journalist called Malcolm Muggeridge. Okay. And it's called uh, The Wasted Years. I think that's the right right title. Okay, excellent. Excellent book. Very cool. He had a very interesting life. He was a spy. Uh, he cool. did all sorts of things, yeah. Very cool. Dave, what about you? What's the best book um, you read? Probably don't look it, but I have an eight-year-old at home, so I've been reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, that's, like, that's fun, though. <laughs> well, out loud. That, that, is, that, that is great. Yeah. So, and when you're reading out loud, and the, you know, it takes, takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of time. Do you work in the voices, too? You got, you got... I try a little <laughs> bit, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's awesome. Well, Dave, if you, got to, uh, if you get to speak at conferences and you had a song that you wanted to play as you walked on stage, what would that song be? <laughs> I'm afraid to say it because it'll make me sound kind of shallow, but it would be uh, Roly by Aoteo. Okay. You know, I dig it. Knows, you know that song? I at dig all? It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that would be the song. <laughs> Lately, my daughter and I, for some reason, we've danced or dance around the kitchen to Good for Ayo you. Teo on Rolly. I don't know. That's, that's awesome. That's me, so. David, what about you? What's your rock out song that you're going to walk to? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, anything by Dylan. I'm a yeah, big Dylan okay. fan. So, you know. Well, I think that's a solid choice. Yeah. <laughs> so is there any uh, particular TV shows that you're binging on these days? Uh, what have I binged on recently? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker for any of the Marvel series. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> I'm a huge Marvel geek. I love that. <laughs> so so I, I love those. What about you, Dave? 
Again, I'm afraid to say it, but Beverly Hills, either, no, yeah, Beverly Hills Housewives. Beverly, oh, yeah. Beverly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's my wife's got me watching this stuff. I That's got the right. New Jersey Housewives, Beverly, Orange County. Yeah, yeah. they are. The Melbourne wild. ones, that one didn't yeah. work out too well. I always thought Australians, so we had to watch that for a while. But That's right. The accents canceled. are funny, but yeah. they're the same crazy people. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So it's going to be a busy week in Vegas. But if you were in Vegas and you had a day to yourself or a night to yourself, what is it you'd go do for fun? Wow, what would I do? Um, I'd probably... Uh, Maybe at a like a magic show, like the yeah. Cirque du Soleil is kind of cool, but maybe more the the classic magicians that they have around here is kind of. That's a good cool. choice. I like that. Yeah. What about you, David? I might take a helicopter ride out to the Grand Canyon and, and, and see that from the helicopter. You That's know? a really good recommendation. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me in the IoT RV on the floor awesome. at Conf nineteen for the Big Data Beard Podcast, gents. Thanks for listening to the Big Data Beard Podcast. This amazing adventure would not be possible without our incredible sponsors. We thank you, Dell Technologies, VMware, Red River Technologies, Aero Electronics, and Converging Data for making the road trip to Splunk.conf 2019 possible. And be sure to smash that thumbs up button so we can keep the episodes coming. Until next time, keep being awesome.